Hello and welcome to another What's Current podcast from NAPI. I'm joined here today by John from NAPI Training. So it's an internal one today and we're going to talk about all things training, John. So John, start with a bit of an obvious question. Um, you know, why is it so important for electricians these days to have that proper accredited training and obviously qualifications under the belt? Well, to meet the AS requirements, we have to show that we've got up-to-date CPD and that we understand the competencies within the industry. The technology is moving on so fast and the protective devices that we use within the installations, there's a lot of information that's required to ensure you fit in the right device in the right place for all these new modern technologies that are coming along. So Reg 16 of the Electricity Work Regs states you have to be competent to do your role. And if we find that people are not up to date and they're obviously not competent to use the new equipment that's out there, yeah, that's true, isn't it? Because when you look at that regulation, it talks about the competency word, which has always been a grey area. It talks about the skills, knowledge, and experience, doesn't it? Yeah. So sometimes I think some of those get missed to wrap up that competence. So, you know, qualifications are a part of that, aren't they, really? And within the regulations, the change to the electricity, the S7671 this time was that the competent person went out, didn't it? It was a skilled person now who had a certification training and the experience to deliver up. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. It now, it now has got that definition of skill, doesn't it? Yeah. And I think for me, what I've seen in, in, in the industry, especially lately, is we're getting a lot of these like CPD, CPD kind of online courses. And, and I don't think they're a substitute for a, a qualification where it teaches you the practical and knowledge skills to install certain equipment, really. I think, I think I hate to be in that position where I'm challenged by a legal authority to prove whether I was competent to install something because something went wrong. And if you didn't have a certificate to prove that you were competent, showing that you'd done a CPD watching a video for an hour, I don't think I'd stand up in court. No, I think I agree with you on that one. So on the back of that then, what type of learners are we getting into at NAPIC training? Are we sort of talking about our one-man bands or have we got some of these big companies that are coming over? So a bit of a mix. We do have some very large companies that work with us but also we do get the one-man bands the smaller companies and what we do get is we get a lot of repeat business because they enjoy the training they've done and when a new course comes out that's relevant to their work they come back and it's quite nice to see in the classroom somebody who comes back and then greets the tutor with a smile and Maya that was brilliant last time we did whatever course it was and they're back again so if you enjoy what you do, you come back to the same place, don't you? Yeah, that says a lot about the quality of training. And I presume a lot of those would be members that are upskilling as well, maybe on renewables qualifications. Just recently, we've had a big push on the PV and then the EESS to go with that battery storage, as we call it. It's massive technologies coming along, but it's real technicalities that people are getting wrong. Yeah. And the installs are, are not great out there when you go and have a look. Yeah, yeah. So we've got to make sure we're giving people the right information that's tied into the standards and the regulations and what they say. Right. Yeah. Okay. So um, tell us a bit, a little bit more about the trainers themselves. Then, so what kind of backgrounds are your trainers from that you manage? So we've 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 got trainers from many different areas of the industry. I mean, we've we've got ex forces people, we've got people that have run their own businesses, we've got people that are predominantly being in education, so understand the the education side of the delivery. And they've got a vast amount of knowledge. And when it's shared throughout the team, it just allows us all to, to gain that experience and update our own CPD in a way. Yeah. Make sure we're working to current industry standards and technical data. And people, I presume, that are passionate about passing on that knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to see some smiles in the room. Yeah. I, th I think back to my time when I, I came into training in about 2011, 2012. 
And that was that nagging thought of, could I pass this knowledge on to the next generation? Which sounds like a really noble thing to do. But it, it was a little bit of that, I suppose. Like, you know, could I stand in front of a classroom of apprentices? You're, you're as nervous as they are on yeah. the first day to who are the people you're going to meet. And you find that people don't come in for training because they're scared they're going to fail. Mm. Well, actually, you know, if you come in and put the effort in, normally you'll pass because you've put the effort in. You've got the knowledge because you're out in industry and you're upskilling yourself. But it is scary if you're an older person and you're coming back into a classroom environment after 20, 30 years. Yeah, yeah. I remember my first lesson. I was so nervous. I went home to the wife and said, I'm never doing this again. And then I'm getting the tools back out. But yeah, I kept at it. And it was a, such a rewarding part of education and delivery. is so good to be in. One of the smiley things is reading a register. A register is often printed backwards. So you get a surname first. And my first lesson, there was a guy called Paul Phillip. And I called him Philip Paul for the whole year and eventually he corrected me as a full-eyed child. Like yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, so, I, like I say, I've mentioned my, my background really is like, you know, that apprenticeship route that I did. And I re really had a good experience at a technical college back in the Midlands uh, where we had a really nice mix of theory and practical. So sort of theory in the morning where you learn that underpinning knowledge and then maybe workshop in the afternoon to put that into practice. What's the sort of your approach here at Navy is it kind of similar very similar we, we we like to try and get the technical knowledge over first and then we've got all rigs and things to practice on and test on and understand the technicalities of but again you're coming in here to learn the technical data we don't often focus on manufacturers information we focus on the actual standards that you need to learn to apply any of the technologies you're going to be fitting or up to dating the regulations we don't uh, dwell upon uh, certain technology as in certain manufacturer equipment which is often people come in and complain we've not shown them how to connect to a sun sink or a so-and-so inverter uh, yeah. and that's not the point yeah the point is to show them how an inverter works and how you do connect it or not where the plug goes yeah it's sort of the whys and where's before it rather than what it does isn't it yeah I, yeah I can, I can get that because there's going to be so many different software applications for those kind of technologies that you'd be teaching forever wouldn't you yeah. if that was the case and I, I, do, you, I, do you sort of you, getting into that a little bit more? Is that more of a blended approach as well? So everything these days doesn't need to be necessarily front-facing in a classroom. Right. So we, we, we're trying to build some online modules that people can complete before they come into Nearpit so they've got some pre-knowledge so we can actually get more deeper into the technology and more deeper into how it works when they come in. But those pre-learning experiences are going to be more of a, a focus for us in the next year or two because people would prefer to learn on a night at home and then spend the time in the classroom focusing on the main bits and not on the waffle, as we like to call it, around, what to call it, around those technologies. Well, we like to waffle as lectures sometimes. We like <laughs> as many abbreviations as we can dream up, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, that blended approach is there. So you've got a bit of that online learning maybe beforehand and during, but if you need to come in for some practical, can, we can teach you that as well. Obviously, they're going to have to come in for the assessments uh, right. as well, and then getting that underpinning knowledge that may be a bit tricky, is that more challenging for the trainers to get over? Yeah, I think I think as we, as maybe we, the maths, the formulas, yeah. as we as we we get more and deep, deeper and deeper into how these newer technologies work, it always comes with a huge set of math calculations, and we legally we need to do those to supply them to the customer because if we don't give the customer a a proper estimate of what they're going to get back from these technologies, really we're not doing ourselves any justice. And later, I think it will come back and bite some electricians. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about what kind of things that, 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 that NAPIT are actually doing then. So you've probably got your bread and butter stuff that we all know, sort of, you know, your inspection and testing and, uh, you know, your regs courses, but what else is out there? So, so we break 
just to jump in there, we break down our inspection test into periodic inspection test and the initial verification. What we try to do is if you're a novice, we try and get you in early for the initial verification where you can have some practice testing. But if you are an experienced person, you just want the periodic, the EICR stuff, you're just coming for a short course. Mm. Uh, in blending those courses together, as people call it, the 239152, it that's a course where there is no practical experience within it and people need to be aware of that because it's part of seeing girls re remit that they don't get any practice. Okay, so they're coming with that knowledge and it should be able to do it already. It's so right. really just an assessment. Wait, yeah. teach, teach them how to do the tests. Yeah. Expect them then to be capable of doing them correctly. But the other technology we're on, I mean, obviously EV charging is getting more and more popular. Funny driving down today, I saw many vans on the motorway with EV on the side of them. It seems to be picking up big and the changes to those technologies in the last few years means that they're easier to install and more suitable for most electrical environments. We also do solar PV and EESS that we try and blend together, but they can be done as separate courses. That's where the money seems to be going at the moment with the price of energy going up through the roof. If you can generate your own and store your own and use it when you want it, mm. customers are going to be making a fair bit of money back. So you're seeing a bit of an uptake in those renewable energies. And I mean, it's a brave new world for electricians, if you think about it, to make that step, because it's dealing with DC voltages and stuff like that. Which is, which is where the training's all about. It's getting them to understand what happens when we're playing with DC. The other sort of Detecting devices need to be in place. It's okay thinking you know what you're doing, but if you get it wrong, it's a big impact on the customer and their installation, and it can be very dangerous. Yeah, so it is a, a, a tough topic shall we say, but it's certainly we'd with, with reward it if the, uh, the, customer, if the candidate gets it right because they can then open up to doing all new builds mm. and renewable technologies in it. So there's a lot more opportunities once you've got the certification. Yeah. And most electricians don't climb on a roof. They employ a roofing company yeah. to install vans. Yeah. So they, that's what most puts most people off is climbing on the roof. Yeah, it is interesting to see how that how the modern workforce of electricians will move into that renewables world. Some might want to stay comfortable with sockets and lights and what they've always done, but it's an exciting time really to be in training an electrician if you think about it. Yeah, and the the amount of work that could be opening up to somebody or skills is completely different to the current work they're doing. Mm. So the, the the opportunities are vast, aren't they? But I think you've hit the nail on the head. We've got to make sure that the training we deliver and the qualifications that, that we go with have got to have that quality mark, haven't they? You know, we're, we're not interested in pushing the numbers. What we're interested in is making sure we're putting good installers out there yeah, at the end of the day. And I think I think those that have been trained at NIPIT realise we only run small groups. So you're not going to yeah. be in a classroom with 25, 26. Okay, what's your typical class size? The classroom is normally about 8 to 10. Wow. 10 is definitely the max. Yeah. Uh, unless we're delivering a course that's basically paper-based, which is the regs course, then you might be in with a larger group, but that's, yeah. that's a different matter. There's no hands-on delivery there. Yeah. All the ones that have practical elements, so we try and keep them to eight, ten if it's a bigger centre. Yeah. So I like the I like the fact that you're still keeping that practical element in because I, I, I think I've seen over the years the watering down of that. Perhaps directly at some colleges, if I'm going to be perfectly honest, where maybe you've seen like more classroom time rather than getting because they're coming to do a practical task aren't they it's a practical job at the end of the day so they the making off of cables and things like that we don't make yeah. qualified electricians come in and do that but it's the other bits of getting hold of the kit and understanding yeah. how heavy it is and what they do it around yeah all, all the things that they, they've always wanted to do is touch feel and get hold of safely 
we give them the opportunity to do so. Yeah, I mean, I've seen obviously the rigs that you've got at your site. So you've got sightseeing. Tell us where you are doing the sighting. So, so we've got Mansfield's head office. We've got Oldham. We've got Bristol, and we've got Potter's Bar, mm-hmm. and then we have another site in Halifax where we deliver uh, the environmental bits and pieces, the EV, the PV, and the ESS. Yeah, and is, is there anything you do that's more a little bit bespoke for companies out there yeah, or stuff we, like that as well? We Maybe councils? If, if you require training on really any element of electrical, we'll be bespoke a course. So we've got a team that do the development, and we yeah, we go out and we deliver exactly what you've requested. And you could deliver out in the yeah. out there working environment? Out there working environment. We have rigs we can take with us that fit into vehicles, and we can deliver just about any course that's required off-site. Wow. We just need to get permission from the awarding authorities sometimes if you want a certificate to go with it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So you've got all angles covered. So if I'm a Sparky and I'm out there looking to add some qualifications to my CV, um, you know, you've talked about a few, but, you know, if I'm going to ask those renewables, is it, do I go on the website and have a look? So we've got a website with all the courses laid out. Just pop in the search on Napier Training, and it'll give you the different sites that the courses are available at and what the courses are. And those open to members, non-members? Correct. Any, anybody can apply. Members obviously gain a discount. Oh, discount for members. Yeah. Third year first. Yeah. Dis- Always a discount. Everyone likes a discount. Well, that's brilliant, John. Thanks for your time today, and thanks for sharing a little bit about the training side and what that looks like. It's been really useful, ho- uh, hopefully, um, you know, been enjoyable and, and enjoyable for our listeners and our watchers. Oh, come and join us and have a good day, Napier. Okay. So thanks for listening to another What's Current podcast at Napier. I hope you've enjoyed that and it's been useful. Like John says, come and sign up for some training if you're interested and hopefully see you on the next one.